everybody to the You Heard It Here First podcast. Yikes. I'm your host, Sammy DeYoung. Happy to be here on this lovely, snowy morning. How are you, Pastor Josh? I'm doing well. How are you, Sammy? I'm lovely. Do you like do you like the snow? No, but no. That's a that's fine. I'm okay with snow for the first like month and then I'm over it. Okay. What do you think about snow? I kind of figure if it's going to be cold, it might as well be snowy. I guess that's fair. Your shoes are also very bright and blend in with the color of the snow. They do. They're new. They're new of the same kind of shoe that I have. They're new of the same kind like of I shoe. Like I have this same other pair that I've had for like over a year that just oh. is gross now. So I got a new pair. Uh, they're now, the old ones are the color of snow in March. Yeah. And these are the color of snow first time. Yes. Nice. Yes, yes. So speaking of first snow, mm-hmm. we had a fascinating debate in our house the other day about when you are allowed to set up Christmas decorations. Really? And there were six options. Well, five options, I think. Six? Five. So let me lay How them many? out for you, and then we can uh, discuss. Okay. We might be actually be in agreement. We might. So option number one, the first of December. Okay. That's, of course, when the 25-day countdown begins. Mm-hmm. So option number one, December 1. The first day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Uh, that would be option number two. Mm-hmm. Option number three, the first snow. The day of the first snowfall. So that varies. Correct. So the first two are always the same. Yeah. The second, the third one is uh, dependent on when the snow falls. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fourth one is the first day of November. November. After Halloween. Yikes. That you begin the process of setting up. Okay. And then the fifth one was from a child who is a bah humbug who said the day after Christmas. Oh, bummer. (laughs) The day after? (laughs) So you're just a year early then. So what do you normally do? What did your family do growing up? I think we did like the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. If I remember correctly. Because driving down 68th at night, Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of houses that do the big bulbs on Mm. the corners of the houses, Mm -hmm. which always looks very nice. Yes. Most of them began turning their lights on when we hit November. Mm. I can't get behind November Christmas. I I like Thanksgiving. So I feel bad for Thanksgiving if everyone just skips over it and goes right to Christmas. So if I told you we set up our Christmas tree, you would be a little disappointed in us. I mean, to each their own, but I just wouldn't. You would not. Mm-mm. So we actually did the first snowfall because it happened to work out with our family schedule. So you did it on purpose or that was the day you were going to do anyway? Well, we went and got our Christmas decorations and we started setting up the tree and it's about half decorated Mm. our living room is it a real tree or a fake tree it is a fake tree Mm. when we bought our house uh the one thing i wanted was a very tall christmas tree so we have a 12 foot christmas tree and the tree is half decorated or the house is half decorated. (laughs) the house is half decorated (laughs) gotcha is the tree decorated 
Uh, well, the tree is lit. Okay. So we pack it up with the lights on. So that's nice. Although this year we have a couple strings that need to be replaced, which mm. is kind of annoying. Yeah. So that's kind of where things are with the Vendernans and uh, decorating. Mm. Are you going to decorate in your new digs? I think so. I have. I don't have a ton of Christmas decorations. I have a few cutesy little Christmas things. But my cousins that used to live in that apartment complex said that the day after Christmas is like, or maybe the week after or whatever. I think the day after is like Christmas tree pickup day. You can just throw your Christmas tree over your little porch patio deck thing <laughs> and they'll go pick it up for you. So I kind of want to get a real tree so we can chuck it over the deck. Just to throw it. Yeah. Wow. We're on the third floor, so it'd be funny. I can't imagine that that would be safe. Like, how do you know no one's walking down? You can see. Oh, that's true. How would you get the tree up there the first time? Because I can't imagine a tree, we'd get a big one. Lugging a tree up three stories is not exactly an no. easy thing to I do. I think we'd get a medium to small tree. Okay. Even though we have high ceilings, so we could get a tall one, but I don't want to carry it all the way up. Are you a real Christmas tree person or are you a fake Christmas tree person? Growing up, we always got a real tree until the last few years. Okay. So I like a real tree. The scent? I like the smell of it. But then we would like, you can get a candle that smells <laughs> like a totally tree, but same. it's not the same. So I would rather have a real tree. I think. Okay. You're going to hang up Christmas lights and maybe presents under the tree. and Maybe. We'll see. Make gingerbread houses. Do I'm the not, whole shebang. I'm not a gingerbread house person. So I am going to um, out Steph a little bit. So Sunday night. Uh-oh. Sunday night, uh, she was watching a Christmas movie. <gasps> I know. One of those uh, big city women goes home and falls in love with the oh, cabinet this, maker. Yeah, all the same storyline yeah, movies. One of those. Yes. So. Uh, I was watching football, and she was watching one of those Hallmark Christmas specials. Wait, so you can set up your Christmas tree, but you can't watch a Christmas movie? I have a hard time watching those hmm. because I'm not that guy. I don't make cabinets. Your, your favorite movie <laughs> is a Christmas movie, though. It, it Well, yes. Elf is one of my favorite Christmas movies, mostly because it is so ridiculous. It is funny. And there are all kinds of things, like. Bye, buddy. <laughs> I hope you find your dad. Do you watch that movie every year? We do. And then my kids laugh at me. Why? Because of how I watch the movie. Oh, is it just so <laughs> funny to you every time? There are parts of it that are always funny to me. Yeah, that's I, good. <clears throat> yeah. But you wait till December to watch it? Or like Christmas? I would say we wait till December, yeah. We have okay. a couple movies that we always watch together. And uh, those are usually Christmas season. That's fair. We usually take only Christmas movies along with us on our road trips for the holidays. That's kind of fun. So the kids get only Christmas movies. That's fun. So there's yeah. a new Christmas movie out right now that I want to watch, but I'm waiting till December because I'm. Oh, the Christmas. Is it the Lindsay Lohan one? Yes. Yeah. What's that called? I saw that I advertised the other day. But it looks cute and funny and silly. I heard it was very. Slap happy. Really? Yeah. It's like her first movie back in a while, so mm -hmm. I'm excited to see it. Nice. Yes. Well, who do we have on the podcast today now that we've ruined everyone's Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. With talk too of much Christmas. Christmas talk. 
Um, we have Mrs. Joyce Wallstra on the podcast today to talk about many things. Actually, okay. we covered a lot of stuff. But it's and a good time. Uh, before we get to the interview with Mrs. Wallstra, next week is Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Will there be a podcast over the Thanksgiving weekend, or are we taking the week off? I believe we're taking the week off. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so don't be looking for one in the feeds next yes, week. No episode next Friday. Snow episode. I like what you did there. Did I do that? You did it unintentionally, but it was very classy. Great. We'll end with that. <laughs> Enjoy the interview with Joyce. Alrighty. This is Wallstra. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming in this morning. It's very chilly out there. Yes, I Lots think winter has started. I think so too. I think this is this isn't the first snow, right? It snowed last week. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But yeah. this looked like the first flurry looking to me. Uh-huh. When Anne was walking in, I was like, Wow, it looks like winter out <laughs> it there. It's <looks> cold. <laughs> yes. Um, do you have anything exciting going on today? How's how's your day been so far? Tuesday is kind of my slow day. Oh, nice. Sometimes I visit uh Stephen Ministry care receivers, but nice. uh, mostly I work at home. Nice. <laughs> and cleaning it. Yes. Today would be a good day to work at home because it's very chilly it out. Is. Good. Well, we have you on the podcast today to talk about a few different things. One of the main ones being Stephen Ministry, kind of explaining what mm-hmm. that is because some people might not know. Um, but before we get to some of those things, um, can you just introduce yourself a little bit, some about your family, maybe tell us how you and Glenn met, some hobbies, things like that. Sure. Um, Glenn and I have been married for um, 50 Five years. Oh wow! Like add that up. That's awesome. A long time. Yeah. Uh, we have two sons, Eric and Kent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all live in the Western Michigan area. Nice. I was trained as a teacher, and Glenn was also, but he soon went into administration at schools mm-hmm. and worked that most of the time. Nice. And uh, did you guys ever work at the same school? Yes, we did. Nice. Briefly. Okay. When I taught third grade in Fremont, Michigan, where we lived, mm-hmm. he was principal for one of those years. Okay, nice. And um, now I think that was the only the time. only one. <laughs> nice, um, great. And Kent teaches, right? He still is at South. Our youngest son, Kent, teaches at South Christian. Okay. Eric is an engineer at uh, Gentex in Zealand okay. part-time, and part-time he teaches at Calvin. Okay, that's what I thought. All four of uh, you had some teaching yes. teaching in you. Nice. And as far as Glenn and I meeting, we met at oh, college. Yes. Nice. We both were in the same class at Calvin. Nice. I remember seeing my roommate walking down a path with, I didn't know at the time it was him, and mm-hmm. later I asked her, who were you walking with? So I looked him up uh, when she told me, and I looked him up at the directory, and I didn't know him, and we still mm-hmm. didn't meet for several months until nice. we were taking a class together. Okay, so you the met The interesting class. thing is we were both seriously dating someone else oh. at the time. <laughs> so we were friends before we okay. dated. Nice. That's a good way to go. You got to is. know each other that way. Nice. And now I'm married 55 years. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Great. Well, I did a little, I sent out a text to a few people to ask them what I should ask you Mm -hmm. and a few people mentioned like you like to camp my parents mentioned that you they often see you riding your bikes in Holland things like that can you tell us some of your hobbies sure uh we do like camping Mm -hmm. and we always take our bikes because we like to ride bikes and even when we're home in the summer we ride bikes almost every evening for a half hour to an hour nice um 
So we've explored the Cutlerville area well. I bet. <laughs> um, and as I said, we like to go camping. We often camp in Holland. Okay. We like it there. The bike paths are good. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not so far to travel. Yeah. If we do have to come home, meanwhile. Mm -hmm. um, I also walk daily. Mm -hmm. I usually walk, oh, three to five miles a day. Wow. Um, do you I do like the reading. same route or do you try to switch it up? Um, no, I switch it up. Whatever nice. I feel like doing. Yeah. Sometime nice. I stop at a store and then I'll take another route yeah. to the <laughs> pharmacy or something like that. And I enjoy reading. Nice. Um, my ideal day is to sit with a cup of coffee and a good book. Nice. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Great. Um, and how many years have you guys been here at First Cutlerville? We've been here since 1978. Okay. Uh, which makes it 44 years. Wow. Nice. So, so you were in the original building. We were. And yes. were you, was there like a committee for moving over here? Were you guys part of that process? Yes, we were. We were both on the planning committee. Nice. And uh, then while the church was being built, a group of people, whoever wanted to, volunteers would come one or two evenings a week and mm -hmm. just clean up after the builders. Oh, nice. To save them the time for yeah. doing that. Nice. So we would sweep and just straighten things. Nice. So then you were... I was talking with someone the other day about the education wing. Do you remember when that was added? Yes, I do. What year was that? I think it, boy, it was probably about 2000. No, it was night. I don't know. That's I think okay. it was around the year 2000, 2001. Okay. I think we came to the church in the spring of 96. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we were here five years and we added on. Okay. So nice. yeah, that would make it about 2000. So pretty, pretty early on they added to yes. the church. Yeah. We grew and we needed more education ring. Yeah. Rooms. That's awesome. And with that, you helped with the children's worship ministry here for quite a while, correct? Yes. I worked with uh, children's worship for 23, 24 years. Wow. Lori Bosma, a former member of our church, and I started it. Okay. So we... Worked six months in getting the material together. We scoured mm. thrift stores and uh, fabric stores. And a former member of our church, Casey Newcoop, mm -hmm. would do the woodwork. We oh, would nice. trace figures on a piece of wood and he would cut them out for us. He did hundreds of figures for us. That's awesome. So you did that for about 23, 24 yes. years. That would make sense because you were my I teacher. Was. I and was. that would be like one of your first years probably. Yeah. Yes. Very nice. Um, so you started that ministry. Was there other churches going like that were doing that ministry or was this one of the first ones? Where did the idea come from? It was a very popular uh, children's ministry at that time. Okay. It actually um, <clears throat> started with a collaboration between the Christian Reform and the Catholic churches, I believe. Okay. Every once in a while in the lessons, we would find a little wording that we weren't familiar with. Yeah. And it came from the Catholic. Gotcha. Uh, and the Reformed Church was in on it, too. So it was yeah. very popular. Originally, we had to go to two days training mm. to become teachers. Gotcha. And after that, we would train the new teachers. Nice. Very cool. Can you kind of explain what children's worship is and what that time looks like? It's probably changed a little bit over time, but the basics are still yes. there. Yes. Uh, it actually follows the form that the... Um, adults go to the worship. Oh, nice. Uh, we greet each other mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we uh, <clears throat> we sing songs. 
we pray, we have Bible stories, and we have response okay. to uh, the lessons. The prayers of the children are often very interesting. Mm, I bet. They don't have a lot of uh, holdbacks on what they pray yeah. for. <laughs> Usually their prayers are quite short, thanking God for someone or um, or something, mm-hmm. or asking someone in the that God helps someone in the family get better. Gotcha. However, one sticks out to me is that we had one child who loved to pray, and mm-hmm. he would pray at length. It was worthy of a, a congregational prayer length. <laughs> and then the other kids thought that was pretty cool. So over the weeks, mm. we would have a lengthy prayer time. Wow. <laughs> that set them up well for big church, though. Then they knew that prayer sometimes can take a little longer. And they got used to praying in front of people. Yeah. And that's not always been the case with mm-hmm. adults yeah. nowadays. Yeah. That's very cool. And that starts at four years old, right? Yes, four okay. years old through first grade. Originally, it was four years old through kindergarten. Okay. Now it's through first grade. Nice. Very cool. Do you ever step in and help at all now, or how long have you not been doing it? Uh, I think about five years five I years? haven't okay. been doing it. Nice. Great. Anything else with children's worship that you think is cool that people might not know about? Well, when I was teaching, we would tell people, if you want to visit mm. and see what it's like, mm-hmm. you may do that. Yeah. And occasionally we'll have someone come in and, and sit. Yeah. Children's worship is the one with the sandbox, right? A lot of sandbox stories. Yes. Yes. I remember that. And that's probably what the wooden pieces were for, right? Uh, no, actually, every story has some wooden pieces. And mm. we will tell the story, placing them on the floor. Oh, yes. But also the, some stories like the Israelites in the desert mm-hmm. are in the use we use the sandbox. Yes. I remember always thinking that was so cool. Or when it was your turn to light the candle. Do they still have it? Or to carry the banner? Yes, carry the banner, yes. and we have candle lighting. Or, or put with... out the light or something. Yes. I knew there was something with the yes. light that I always was so excited yeah. about. Yes. It was very fun. I always liked that ministry. Um, Also working with that age group, you taught preschool for quite a while, correct? I did for close to 20 years. Wow. And uh, so where did you teach preschool? Well, uh, many people don't know this, but I taught, I actually owned and ran a private preschool mm. and I rented a room from what is now Legacy Christian but okay. at that time was Cutlerville Christian. Okay. So um the school was very happy with it because they not only had a preschool on premises but they also mm-hmm. got paid rent. Oh nice. And, uh, <laughs> the downside win. was I had to do everything, you know, from collecting rent to promotions yeah. to cleaning the room. Yeah. Nice. So that was 20 years you taught. Yes. Yeah. I started out as an aide when we moved here. Okay. I didn't wasn't involved in too much, and someone, in, uh, the former owners of the preschool, needed a aide. Mm-hmm. So I worked in that for three or four years. And then I took over the whole preschool and started teaching there. Nice. My mom mentioned it was very popular. People would wait so they could... Or they'd get there early to try to sign up so they could make sure their child got in your class. Yes. We started registration on January 1. Mm -hmm. So for many years, January 1, that is what I was busy doing. Yeah. Taking registrations on the phone. People were excited. Great. What was your favorite part about teaching preschoolers? I love interacting with young children. Mm -hmm. They're so fresh and innocent. Yeah. And you never know what they're going to say. That's true. 
Yes. They're very energetic and they're yes. always happy to see you, I feel like. They are. Yeah. Um, some children are afraid at the beginning, mm. not used to being away from yeah. their mother, but it doesn't take long. And uh, yeah. they're very comfortable and they don't want their mother to pick them up anymore. <laughs> yes, that's good. Um, oh, I thought of a question while you were talking. Was it an everyday preschool or was it a couple days a week? It was every day for me. For you, yes. <laughs> we had Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning classes. Okay. And we had Monday, Wednesday, Friday afternoon classes. Gotcha. And we had Tuesday, Thursday morning classes. Gotcha. So Tuesday afternoon and Thursday afternoon were my planning times. Gotcha. So, but that's a busy week and lots of different kids to yes. learn their names and all that I, kind of stuff. For many years, had 72 kids, uh, children a week. Wow. Come. Wow. That's awesome. Did you have any kids from first Cutlerville? Was I in your preschool class? I don't uh, know. <sighs> I'm I, trying to think. I don't think I was. I don't recall. I don't but think 72 so. kids a week. Yes. It would be hard to remember. To remember. I often have adults come up to me and say, do you remember me? Yes. Yeah. in your preschool <laughs> class. And if I don't remember them, I always say, I never forget the naughty children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been very good. Yes. That's a good response <laughs> to that. That's funny. Great. Anything else cool about preschool that you think people might not know or would like to know? Well, often the children come in at four years old, and they by the time they leave, they're five. Mm -hmm. And that is a year of great growth. Yes. And I have I found also something interesting that four-year-olds and five-year-olds can be very spiritual mm. because they accept fully what they've been taught. Yeah. And there's no doubt in their mind, mm -hmm. and they respond and talk very easily yeah. about Jesus and about God. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I could tell you a little humorous. Yes, please. Uh, we were telling the story of the crucifixion. I was telling the story of the crucifixion. And um, first I read it out of a children's Bible and it said they took Jesus' clothes. Mm -hmm. And one kid's eyes got big and he said, you mean Jesus didn't have any clothes on? <sighs> And before I could answer, another child said, oh, no, he was in his underwear. I saw it on a video. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's funny, but they're just so innocent about they it. Are. They have no idea. That's yeah, very yeah. natural to them. Yes, that's cute. Very cute. Great. But you enjoyed teaching preschool? I did very much. Yes. Kind of switching to a completely different kind of ministry with more adults. So switching to Stephen's ministry, can you kind of tell us what that ministry is? Certainly. Um, Pastor Josh had a sermon a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. and the main point was carrying each other's burdens. Mm -hmm. And I thought at the time that so describes mm. Stephen ministry. Mm -hmm. If somebody who knows nothing about it asks me, I usually tell them it's a Christian friend who walks alongside you when you're having a crisis in your life. Gotcha. And those crises can be various things. Often it's a death of a loved one, mm -hmm. um, a divorce mm -hmm. in a family, marital problems, job loss. Mm -hmm. It can be just about anything that someone feels kind of really struck down by yeah. and just don't know which end is up. And yeah. we meet with them usually weekly. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it can be different than that, but often weekly for maybe an hour. Mm -hmm. And we let them process it by talking about it. And yeah. We, uh, listen, 
All Stephen ministers have gone through 50 hours of training. 50, wow. 50 hours. Yeah. So it's significant commitment. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have some wonderful Stephen ministers. Do you know how many we have right now? We have eight. Nice. And do they have multiple people? Do they meet with them? You said weekly, but is there like a time when they're like, okay, we're ready to done be done meeting or is it continuous? Like how does the program work? Okay. Um, first question you asked if you have more than one, mm -hmm. we try to keep it at one. Okay. For reasons unknown, we are very busy now mm. and um, two people have two care receivers. Okay. Stephen ministry is very confidential. Mm -hmm. No one knows who the care receiver is except the Stephen minister themselves who visit with them and the leader who made the initial contact. Gotcha. Um, we, like I said, we meet for about an hour. It can either be the Stephen minister or the care receiver who decides we don't need this anymore. Okay. Sometimes it's the care receiver, but most often it's the Stephen minister mm -hmm. because we have to go on, yeah. have them available for more people sometime. Yes. Okay. And, um. Many care receivers have told me afterwards, I wouldn't have gotten through this without a Stephen mm. minister. Yeah. So it's, I think it's been a very beneficial, not a, a lot of people know about it because of the confidential yeah. um, perspective on mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I think that gives a good description of what it is. Do you know how long the ministry has been at First Cutlerville? It had... Uh, when Pastor Ken came in 1996, mm -hmm. we started talking about it. In 1997, he took a training to be a leader. Okay. So it was late 1997 or it was early 1998. Okay. So for 24, 24 years. 25 years almost. January. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I would have known until I was on staff here that that was a ministry that yeah. we had. Yeah. Yeah. Pastor Ken and Standy Jager were the first leaders, and okay. then they decided they would uh, like a female to be a leader also, mm -hmm. that that would be helpful. And that's when I came in on it. And then Pastor Ken retired, and mm -hmm. Standy Jager retired. Mm -hmm. So for the past eight to ten years, I've been the only leader. Okay. Charlie Bosher has helped. Nice. And uh, about... Two years ago, we started talking about the future. Mm -hmm. A lot of the Stephen ministers are getting older. Mm -hmm. So uh, we decided two things, that we would have a new training class, okay. which, which was completed this past spring. Nice. And we also decided that it was time for me to step aside and for Charlie to become the head leader. Gotcha. So that will be complete in um, January. Okay. Nice. And then he will be the leader and I will be the advisor. We'll kind of switch roles. Okay. And are you still going to be a Stevens minister yes, then as well? I will still be okay. a Stevens minister. Charlie, can you can be a Stevens minister and, and the lead one, right? Yes. Okay. Nice. Are you in need of any more Stevens ministers? Is that a ministry that needs a you, few more people? That goes up and down. Sometimes okay. we can have one or two care receivers. Right now we have nine, okay. which is the record for the number we've only had at yeah. one time. Wow. Those are both people from our church and from outside our church. It doesn't make oh, any difference. Oh, okay. 
So it can be people just from the area. Yes. They don't have to be members at First Colorville. Sometimes a member of our church will say, my neighbor mm -hmm. is having problems. And then we will see. Uh, match that up. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't realize that part. I thought it was just people from First Colorville, but that's a good outreach as well. It is. We tell if they're from not from our church, sometimes they're not churched at all. Mm -hmm. uh, we tell them it's a Christian ministry. Mm -hmm. And we will ask them if they would like us to pray with them. Okay. Otherwise, we pray with our care receivers. Yeah. Uh, so we will ask them. And I don't think anybody has ever refused. That's good. When they're going through a crisis, they yes. really like and mm -hmm. appreciate the prayers. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, is there any other like ways people can get involved or support this ministry? Or is it mainly just being a Stevens minister? To be involved, you have to be a Stephen minister and you have to go through the training. Mm -hmm. And not everybody has the time for it. Yeah. But we always appreciate the prayers of the mm -hmm. congregation yeah. for them. And it's a little difficult because of the confidentiality. They don't know any details. Yeah. But we still appreciate the prayers yeah. from anybody, from Pastor Josh. Mm -hmm. um, in a way, we're doing a lot of the same work as the shepherd elders. Okay. Only we're doing it more intensively. Yeah, and more one-on-one. One-on-one. On one. Yep. And um, the Stephen ministers have been trained how to be good listeners mm. and also how to maintain boundaries. Yeah. Because you can very easily get caught up in somebody else's problem. Yeah. And you become less effective that mm -hmm. way. Yeah. Well, that probably goes into the 50 hours of training that teaches yes, those yeah, specific definitely. skills to get. Do you know when the next training with that for that would be no um we plan that as needed okay we've over the years i think we've done three or four training sessions okay but if you're needing new people soon like in the next couple of years you would probably do another we would training do another training okay. session and like i said some of the stephen ministers are getting older so they might be retiring from it and mm -hmm. we would need new ones you need new ones yes awesome Great. Well, that's a very cool ministry, and I even learned a few things about it, and it's good just to know that that's happening here, and it's available to the community and yes. to church members. So thank you for sharing that. Anything else with Stephen's ministry that you think people should know? Uh, only that if somebody has a problem in their life, and they're kind of at loose ends, mm -hmm. Charlie Bosher and myself would be willing to talk with them about Stephen ministry with no commitment. Okay. They don't have to make a commitment. They can just find out more information mm. so they could contact us if they're interested okay. or if they know someone else. Yeah. Good to know. Great. Thank you for sharing that. That was the three main things I had for us to talk about. But before we started, you mentioned a cool thing that our church used to have that I think people would like to know about yeah. was our church softball teams that we had four different softball teams at one point. Can you yes, kind of tell us had, about uh, that? Two women's team and two men's team. Nice. I believe, I'm not sure of this, but I believe one of the men's team was fast pitch and one was slow okay. pitch. The women's were both slow pitch. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I don't think it was ever stated, but we all knew that one team was better than the other. I see. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the, not so good team. You're playing for because fun. Because I was older okay. when I came into Cutlerville, mm -hmm. uh, First Cutlerville Church. But I actually have played softball since I was 14 years old oh, wow. on teams. I've played uh, pitching position and I've played uh, shortstop mm -hmm. and I played outfield. So wow. I've done many positions. Yes. It was a lot of fun. Uh, 
But when I was starting to hope that the ball was not hit to me, uh -huh. I thought it was time to quit. Time to be done. <laughs> so I played for oh, 20 to 25 years. Wow. That's awesome. That's so fun that there was that many teams. Did you all play at the same time or were you able to watch the other teams as well? You could watch the other teams often. Nice. Um, and a lot of people from church would come and just watch. I bet. So it was kind of fun to have a cheering section. Yes, I bet. <laughs> that sounds so fun. Was there ever a co-ed team, do you know? There was at one time. Okay. I was not a part of it, but I remember hearing about okay. it. Okay. That's what I heard as well. But it seems like we have one team now, just one of just men, I believe. Yes. And a lot of the uh, members are not from our church. Yes. Uh, uh, several of them, mm -hmm. I should say. I know Brad kind of helps organize it, but mm -hmm. there are quite a few that aren't yes. from First Colorville. Yes. But it is fun to go watch sometimes and see it people is. that either used to go here or people that do go here, what community members they get. So right. It's very fun to watch. Maybe we can try to get another women's team sometime. Because after watching a few games, some ladies said that they wanted to play. Oh. So maybe we'll see if we can get one. I think we're getting more younger people in our church. And mm -hmm. I think that might be a yes. possibility. We'll, I'm going to see who I can get to recruit to start that team. I don't know many softball players, I guess. I don't know who it would be. Anna Mae Cook from our church played for many, many years. Really? I'm thinking she played into her seven, well, she, when she was in her 70s. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's impressive. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing those stories. I think that's very fun for people to hear the things that we've done in our church in the past and what we're currently doing. So thank you for taking the time today and sharing about these ministries and a little bit about yourself. You're welcome. Great.